Welcome to MM Plays, our podcast where we design, play, and discuss a game and campaign. Along the way, we will alternate episodes between actual play adventures and the analysis and discussion of games and design theories that relate to the campaign we're playing. For this campaign, we'll be using the mechanics of Cortex Prime, designed by Cam Banks. We randomly selected a theme and ended up with swashbuckling high school urban fantasy. So join MM Plays as we explore and enjoy a new campaign. And now for the introduction of our players. My name's Chris Nizak, and I'll be playing Silas Flameworth, some of the Flameworth family with a frozen soul that's not my own. I'm Old Man Logan. I'm playing Henrik Gunny Gunderson, son of the enigmatic Winter Wind and rookie Elemental Mage. My name is Jerry, and I'm playing Santiago Zircon. He is the rebellious and reluctant scion of a powerful magic family. I'm Phil Vecchione, and I will be your GM. It's Kurt. I pull the brooch off my jacket. I hand it to T. Yeah. T, I'm going to slide around towards the middle there. Mm-hmm. When I uh, go to drop my cash in the center, throw this. I'm pretty sure Mesame's essence is in that backpack. Just do it, okay? Whatever. Something's going to happen. Yep. Bo, whatever you can do to help distract everything, do it, because then we're running. Okay. By the way, I try to catch your eye. Do I recognize the... the... You're going to need to make a magic roll. Yeah. Um, against the D6 difficulty... You just need to pierce his glamour from the flashback. You know, he has a glamour, but you're just not a hundred percent sure which one is him. Mm-hmm. Ooh, has anybody else got a little bit of adrenaline right now? Yeah, a little bit. Feeling it, right? Hit me with a diff, baby. Uh, nine. Silas's glamour is pretty good. I will have, by spending this plot point, an 11. Okay. I give you the look and I look at the bag and then I look back at you and you know, it's me. I wink. And then I look back at the big guy. That's the signal. Okay. Uh, I reach into my, uh, into my jacket pocket because I'm, I'm pretty rich. So I will pull out, having thought of this as possibly a, a possibility. Well, you did know because you knew that, you knew yeah. that yeah. he had to show yeah. up with Correct. money. So yeah. I pull out basically a stack of $100 bills. Oh, I'm going to just quick flashback with no plot point. Uh, you are in your dad's office. Yeah. I, and he slides over cool. to you an envelope and he's like, okay, here's the 3000 for you. Here's 3,000 for T, and here's 3,000 for Bo. Okay. This should be everything you guys need. Reading my mind, I was actually going to pay a plot point for that flashback. I was actually so. going to do the same thing. <laughs> Just looking at my stack. No, of course, you're son of a flameworth, right? You're on a mission here. The, veil, the veil's got your back, right? So like, yep. he hands you the money, and he's like, don't worry about it. It's veil money. If you come back with it, you come back with it. If you don't, don't even sweat it. The signal is when I pull the money out, and I'm about to drop it, throw the brooch yep we do that mm-hmm. i look over at casey and i'm like here we go huh time to make some fucking oh, money oh it's on she gets out her money like fans herself for a yeah. second yeah i reach into my pocket like i'm gonna grab it he takes the brooch and hardball pitches it like halfway into the crowd so it smashes into the ground at the feet you're jacob no jordan? i think jordan jordan, jordan. Yeah, his name is jordan. jordan yes it lands even though the carpet's soft you mm-hmm. throw it hard enough it breaks Silas, what is the ice-based thing that you need right now? I need the coldest fog ever. The coldest fog ever, D12. That's what happens. It just blows out from where Jordan's feet are, and quickly, like, it just starts rapidly spreading through the room, and you can see a sheen of ice go over the money on the floor people start to like panic because they don't understand what's going on here jordan quickly starts looking around to try to figure out where it came from but 
everything's getting obscured very quickly. I just want to ask the question. Kurt threw the backpack into the case? No, he's got it in his hand. He's holding it. Yeah, he's holding it. I'm going to snatch the backpack out of Kurt's hand if he's confused. Yeah. Let's get some dice. Okay. You run through the fog knowing where he was when Mm -hmm. the fog started going. And the fog is thick, but it's bitter. Not for me. Not for you. Nor I. bitter. So let me put together the pool. So, do, 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 where is my man Kurt? Kurt is difficulty. He is a D10. He is an adept of the worm. So he has a D8 distinction. Go ahead and start building your pool and you can take that 12 courtesy of Erlis. How about it's a magical night? It feels fucking magical right now. It sure does. I'm going to use Geek to remember where he is exactly so I know exactly where to yeah, grab. Sure. My memory. This is Veil vale for sure. Oh yeah, you're, we're like, we're full into Veil vale right now. I'm going to use a frozen soul that's not my own because I'm pretty sure Mesomace Essence is in there and it's drawing me to it. <laughs> is that accurate enough? I think that is an excellent description because yes, you can feel it calls to you. It's if I, pulling towards I will, you. I will even use my sword if I have to to cut the bag out of his hand to grab it and run. I mean, however you do that. Yeah. He can't see me. Well, that is a one and the result is a nine. Feeling pretty good for you. You got here. this. I did roll two once. I did get a 12. You win this roll. You definitely rip it away. I definitely buy your two ones to create a D8 complication. I take it you grab it and run, right? Yeah. You're not not sticking around. Correct. Okay. Lost in the back rooms? Yes. I'll buy your one, though, for got a head start. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Do you want to decrease the lost in the back rooms? I mean, I want the narrative position of, like, I'm already far away. I might be lost, but I'm at least away. Okay. I'll just attack that and unlost myself in the back rooms at some point in the not too distant future. You run through the fog, and just by sheer memory, you run up, and as the fog is like now... Ooh, can I describe it? Yeah, yeah, take it. So my, I, uh, I pull the sword out backhand style, slice the handle right below his hand, and grab the bag with my other hand and just keep going in one smooth motion. Okay, and what you wind up doing is because of the fog and positioning, you run out one of the hallways. You're just not sure which hallway you yeah. ran out of. But, like, you book ass out of the room. And you're not sure where you are. Clearly, Bennett will chase after you. Mm-hmm. When that fog comes up, Jordan's like, what the fuck? And he snaps his hands outward to get ready to cast a spell. And when he does, his sleeve comes up a bit. And you can see the head of a dragon coiled around his forearm. Well, shit. This fog's coming up and he's like, what the fuck? He's going to use arcane magic to Damn. attempt to dissipate something. That's when I jump in. I go after him. Please define going yes. after him. Let me just say a thing, mm-hmm. because this is a rule that we have not used very often, yes. and it is worth a pause for this He's moment. He's got scale. Thank He's you. He's got scale. Quick refresher, Chris. Do you remember what it is to have Here's scale? Here's what scale means, Thank by you. the way, Bob. He can roll it and add another die to his dice pool. He needs to add three dice. Clearly, he is important to what the information that I was given. From my dad. You're not alone. I'm sure it was from my dad. You got friends? We assume. There's a lot of them, though. You're also an irrational teenager. In the confusion, he's got a case that theoretically he was going to collect essence and put it in. And Mm -hmm. cash. And, well. Uh, No, you guys are pretty sure that all that cash in the middle, probably going to get consumed by this ritual. Oh. Probably. I will also note that I never pulled mine out. (laughs) Just for clarity purposes. (laughs) It's still in my pocket. Very good. 
I don't know if there's other essence already in that case. That's fair. You do not. So on the chance that somebody else's essence might be in that case, sure. in the confusion, I want to grab that case and try and get it away from him while he's occupied with whatever he's about to do to try and get. Yeah, he's pretty occupied, like trying, like he's pretty yes. occupied about to dispel this spell. So you move over, you're going to grab the case and. I'm going to like kind of fall back from him a little bit. So I'm kind of behind him, grab the case and try and move off. You do that. And at the same time, Casey runs up to him and grabs him and is like, you got to get out of here before something happens. Come on. And like, she pushes him towards you and like towards the direction of one of the hallways. (sighs) Okay. I like that Casey's a zealot. She is. Being that I described things the way I did and then she pushes him towards me. Yeah. I would like to try to go down and trip him up like she pushes him over me you know the classic she pushes him and i throw myself down on all fours behind his legs okay <laughs> sure. like i want to slow this process down okay are you stressing him or are you putting a trait on him uh i want to do a trait i want to i want to basically slow him down so prevent him from just getting away okay in this case he is he's a 3d10 go ahead and put something together for me here uh, this is gonna be ugly as hell this is going to be Veil because I don't want him to get away. Use the fog. Yes, I'm going to be using the fog. Yeah, that fog is available for everyone, courtesy of Erlis. Got my eight from my distinction. We'll use the uh, Sins of the Father. We're going to use Geek on this. I'm trying to be smart about trying to keep him from getting away. D12 fog. I'm going to grab the D6 for guilt because I'm trying to do the right thing because I feel guilty about the whole, you know, doing the prosperity. Yeah, it's pretty dangerous. You're making some bad decisions here. No, oh, nice way to <laughs> roll that into your role. <laughs> Good job. Now, do you want to use any of these other things against me just um, to make sure you're... You should use easy money's easy because yeah, he's I, don't, basically... I don't know how committed you are to actually... Yeah. You could get in much better with him if you actually helped him get out of here. Yeah. One would think, yes. Yeah. I'll take that D8. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm rolling and I do have... So first of all, I have a one. I'm going to park that guy. But I am going to put three dice in. So this is a 17. Damn. Did you get it? I got... A 12, an 8, an 8. You got a 20. <laughs> I nice a, roll, man. I, got a tw- I also have a 1 for you. <laughs> what's, what's the effect die? That matters. Uh, 10. Because you have enough 10 effect die over there, right? Ends up being a yep. D8 tripped. Yes, and since you were successful, he doesn't think you actually tripped him. You two just collide. You make it good enough that it looks like Casey pushes him in that direction, but you stumble, and then he crashes into you, and then he is tripped up. It's easy to overcome because fictionally you can just get up at some point and just keep going, but it'll at least take him some time to do that. Okay. So he is tripped up. Do you want my one? Do I want your one? I do want your one. Have this. And easy money is easy is now a D10. This guy is the path to some serious fucking prosperity magic. Can we say that as he trips him up, he sees like another like stack of like hundreds fall out of his pocket and Gunny sees that? That's why I was like, oh my God, there's so much money there. I, I think it's the, at that, there's like some cash on him, but there's also like, he's got like a fat watch. Oh yeah. Like he's got like a real fat watch It's the on lifestyle him. that you could have. Yeah. He's like, come on, kid. You've got a one too, right? I do. Yours if you want it. I'm going to buy that back down. That's fair. I'm warring with myself in my head. Yeah, that's great and all. I don't need giant bling. I don't need fancy clothes. I want to pay the bills. I want my mom not to have to work, 
but I don't need all this other fancy shit. Mm. It just doesn't have the worm lifestyle. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Some people got the worm in them. Some people don't. That's what I mean when this game does it right. That's a moment of this game doing it right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Over to Bowtie. Silas has disappeared. In the last moments before the fog really got thick, you see Silas run out one of those hallways and somebody is following him because you hear, what the fuck? And like somebody goes trailing off after Silas. T's here to, to help Silas get Mesame's essence back. He looks at Bo, follow me, and then using his size, he just clears a path and starts heading after Silas. I think that is a great idea. Jerry wants to go help Bob, but T's here for Silas, so he's doing that. This crowd, that fog, so that fog is going to work against you at this moment, because mm-hmm. that fog is the coldest fog you have ever, I'm sorry, it is the coldest fog ever. None of these kids are exceptionally big, so it's a D8, but that D12 fog is also going to complicate you. And where is Silas's head start? Is that a D6? Yeah. So that's all going against you to catch up to Silas. Okay. Well, this is going to be Jock. I'm going to guess this is either a school or mage. I think you could use whichever one you like in this case, because you could just, I mean, this could just be, I'm putting my shoulder down and plowing through, like plowing through everybody. Well, he's trying to track his friend. So he's going to try to laugh. He knows there's magic. He's going to try to get through this cold. Definitely going to use Heart of Stone. It's a D8. Oh, it's a magical night. Yeah, it's certainly fucking magical now. And he's got Bo backing him up. He'll take he does. from Bo. Yep. Uh, I have a 16. That's a good Oof. roll. He rolled a 10 on the D12. Yeah. I got a 21 with a D12 effect die. Whoa. So your heroic success catches you up to Kurt. Okay. You are steps behind Kurt, who is chasing down a hallway and you can't see silas down the hallway because silas is still ahead of everybody but you are now in whatever foot chase is going on and now that we're running i'll tell bo that's the guy who took mesame's essence she's like we're gonna fuck him up (laughs) i love bo that girl's dangerous i love her so much she reaches in and she pulls out a mallet that looks like a pillow tied in like rope on a stick She's Wednesday yeah, Adams yeah. Sleep Harley Quinn. This is the best character <laughs> mashup ever, man. At, at which point he's like, oh yeah. And he suddenly pulls his own sword. I was like, forgot about that. <laughs> no, I might like, need this. And so then they click, 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 click as the sword assembles as he's running. He's got one hand in her other hand also. So they're. Yeah. It's you two. That's adorable. You two yeah. are running hand in hand down. Oh, it's so cute. You see as Kurt's running, he pulls out a gold dagger with blue stones on it. Oh, you fucker. Cutting back together, you're in the middle of this room. You've knocked over Jordan onto the ground. Yes. The fog in the room parts. You thought you were cold before. You experience a bone-chilling cold that you have never experienced. From across the room in the hallway, this woman in a white suit comes walking into the room. I am Erlis. My daughter's essence is somewhere here, and all of you will pay until it's returned. Oh. My. God. And you see, like, some of the other kids on the ground are starting to frost over. This is terrifying. (laughs) And Jordan, like, Jordan pops up and is like, 
holy fuck, we got to get out of here. And he like grabs the two of you run, run like your fucking life depends on it. And he like throws the two of you forward and starts trying to get up onto his feet. Now you can hinder that because he is still tripped up, but he is scared. I'm going to try and take advantage of this. A, I'm as terrified as he is, but I'm going to grab him. We're kind of entangled anyway. You are. You're all like, you're all like arms and legs right now. I'm going to be like, you are right. We need to bail now this way. And I grab him and I try and pull him in the general direction that I think we came from. You're going to maneuver him at Erlis is what you're telling Not me. Not at her, but adjacent. Is your attempt to put him into reach of Erlis? I want to keep him occupied as long as I possibly can within my sight. Erlis is going to go after you because that's where the essence is. You think? You don't know that for sure. No, You're I assuming don't. what I'm she's going to do. I'm assuming, right? But I don't want anything to happen to this guy. Like if she just decides she's going to whack him. So your goal is to get him out of here with, while you're still with him. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Okay. That's simple enough. Thank you. You're attempting to escape Erlis. Yes. Okay. My thought was to try and go generally in the direction that we came from. Yeah, you're, which just trying, you're trying to escape in the general direction. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Escape yes. is the verb that I needed to hear. Yes. Like, you screw up and roll ones, you get lost in the back rooms. Sure. So, you know. That's, that's a thing. Jordan's not going to fight you on this because Jordan doesn't want to be here. The that's queen of poor frost and woe has just appeared in the back rooms. This is a very dangerous place. He's going to go with you. So, Erlis is represented by 2d12, plus she is a scale of 10. She is by no means a chump, and the um, coldest fog ever is still in her favor. I would imagine so. I did not realize that I was actually going to be rolling off against Erlis in this moment, but that's okay. There is one adult in the back rooms. Thing. There are two people that have scale in the back rooms. Yeah. Yes, but one of them looks like he might be in charge of something, and yeah. that has not gone unnoticed by Erlis. Mm -hmm. So attempt to run past her reach. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Erlis is clocked the person that's in charge. Yes. Get him. Like she walks in and there's like a bunch of teenagers and there's a 20 year old dude in a suit and she's like, I'll start with you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's funny. <sighs> You're screwed. <laughs> you may use the tripped up because he is not settled on his feet so you can steer him. Yeah. At this moment. I'm trying to think if there's a way in, in the course of this, I can like give her the eye. Like, like, do you recognize me? Kind she's of. not going to care. No, but she might. Pause a second. I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, fuck. Have you even met her? No, I have never met her. No, yeah. she's terrifying as fuck. You definitely haven't met her. T would have a chance of saying something to her because, you know, your family is relatively well known as well, but you're like a nobody in this case. Tripped up as D8? Yeah. I'm a 3D 12, uh, 1 to 10. Um, you can use it's a magical night. you damn right, Ann. <laughs> this is kind of special. That's an 8, right? Escaping Erlis would be kind of special. Yes, it's an eight. Oh my God. You're done. I rolled a 12, 11, and a 10. A 33. Yeah, that's, uh-huh. Yeah. Earl's living up to her name. Yeah. Well. It's really more about the ones here. Yeah, I mean, I got a, I got a 16 and a one. So Earl's super succeeds. I assume she, there's no effect die here. No. You attempt to steer Jacob, and all of a sudden... The ground erupts with a hand of ice 
that completely envelops Jordan, holds him up like a rag doll as she comes walking over and she's like, you look like you're in charge. Where is the essence of my daughter? Wait, be helpful quickly. I know where it is. She looks at you and she's like, do I know you? You know of me. Speak quickly. You can't let him go. Oh, I wasn't going to let him go. And you can't kill him, please. Bold. Silas is chasing down her essence right now. T's got his back. Bo is with him. That way? Yeah. And she turns her hand and a swirl of ice comes up and just covers everything that she was holding onto. And he is like stuck inside a pillar of ice. He'll keep. And she starts down the hallway. And then I look at Casey. Casey's like, what the fuck did you just do? Holy shit. You're fucking in on this. Are you fucking Vale? I'm going to give you one chance to leave now. You need to make a roll here. I'm going to tell you what's at stake here. Tell me. She either leaves or she draws her weapon. I'm fully aware of that contingency. Yes. She is 3d8. All right, so we've got that. I'm running on pure emotion right now. It is, in fact, a magical night where special things can happen. Oh, and I'm going to take easy money. You feel free I'm going to take easy money is easy. You're still not. I I hear you committed. I don't think you are completely committed. Plus, Casey's counter argument is like, but the money. Yeah, but the money. She's like, we have a chance to be fucking rich. Why are you doing this? Why would you sell us out? Because it's not the right thing to do. Jesus Christ. You introduced me to your mother. Yes, I know where your mother is. Oof. That would probably not go in Casey's face. No. She does. <laughs> She's got that look. She does not say that in the heat of this moment. Ready? Do it. That's a one. And that's a nine. That's a much more normal number. I also got a one, but I got a 15. She looks at you. She looks at the descending chaos of this situation. I will let you walk, and I will keep your name out of this. For the record, we are broken up. I hate to break this to you, but it was a fake date anyway. Don't lie to me. And she starts backpedaling. You felt it. I felt it. We're not going to have this conversation. If you want to get out of here, you leave now. Otherwise, you're going to get wrapped up in this whole thing. She takes off running. There's a rush of wind and Kazafel appears. Ah, Kaz. Holy shit. What is going on in here? You're like two minutes too late, but that's okay. Holy shit, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that is a lot of money. That is a ton of money. Oh, and that money didn't get like swallowed up by a ritual. That is a crying shame. What's going on in here? This is a lot of ice magic. Short version. This was a meeting of prosperity mages getting ready to do a ritual to try and bring something about called the awakening. And we stopped it. That seems pretty ominous. Among other things. Erlis is here. Wow. One of the reasons why it's so damn cold. Really? The Earless? Yes, the Earless. Shit. Where? uh, That way. Good. We don't go that way. Well, actually, I'm going to be going that way in a second. that's great. Is this what you summoned me to go following after the fucking Queen of Horfrost? I didn't know how much help I was going to need during the course of this friggin' whatever it was. I I didn't know if it was going to be combat. I know I'm a pretty face, but we all know not to fuck with Earless. Yes. What's your plan? My plan is to go help her get her daughter's essence back. That's where Silas and T and Bo are right now. But before that, the message that you brought from my dad, ostensibly, we both assume it's my dad. Sure. The coiled serpent holds the key. Yeah. 
this dingleberry frozen in ice has the coiled serpent on his arm. Then he's the key? Yeah, but I don't know what it means. So I had to prevent Erlis from killing his ass. Well, that's probably pretty smart. What are you going to do now? Do you want to break him out? We need to make sure that he gets taken in by the veil. Do you want me to stand guard? And at this point, some kids who are able to get up are running. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has climbed out of the fog. Yeah. But those who can are like scattering around. Some people are grabbing money and like just like running off into all different corridors of, of the back rooms. You want me to watch this guy? That's probably a good idea. Babysit him. Babysit is the veil coming? They are supposed to be coming, yes. All right. I can take any of these kids. Yeah, they're not going to bother you. Most of them are going to bail. All right, listen. Here's the plan. I'm going to guard this guy. I'm going to hand him over to the veil. You, like an idiot, go chasing after the queen of Horfrost and Woe and see what you can do to help her out. It's more like helping Silas, but thank you, and I'll catch up with you later. What are Air Brothers for? Nux. Nux. And I take off. I'm way behind them, but I boogie. Okay. But I have movement. We now have to get to what is going down. (laughs) You are running. What is your end goal here? To escape this place and then go back to my father and Miss Cortez. Okay, so you want to get out of here. Yeah, I want to leave. Okay. First things first. Do yeah. you mind, mind if I just tell you what, what I'm going to do? Yeah, yeah. Good. One, one, I'm lost. You are lost. I do have a head start. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use my head start to reorient myself to stop being lost. Okay. That's the first thing I want to do. Let's go ahead and attack that role. Sounds good. Okay, so I got 2d8 on the table representing that complication. I'm going to use geek because, you know, I'm smart. Sure. This is veil or school. It doesn't matter. They're all d8, but veil or school to, as my, my affiliation to, to attack this thing to try to reorient myself to get out of here. I'm going to use Learned in spite of being talentless because I've been in the back rooms a couple of times now and I've like taken a look around and I'm good at studying things. So it shouldn't be too difficult for me to figure out how to escape this place. Yes. Hopefully. That's my dice pool. Cool. So let me add an additional stake onto this. If you win this roll, you obviously attack that trait and you're fine, right? You're moving along and kind of finding your way. Sure. If you fail this roll, you're going to wind up in a confrontation with Kurt. You're yes. going to get like so turned around, you're going to like turn yourself back onto the path. Uh, can I use my got a head start too? Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Got, got a head start is giving you some time to, to nav- like figure this out. Go, you roll first. 11. I want the D4. I want the plot point. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I think I'm smart in this situation, but I'm really not because it's still magic and I just, it's too much. Uh, I'm looking at a nine with a one. I'm going to buy your one. Okay. And I'm going to take your head start away. Okay. So that's gone. And I did say that if you failed this roll, let's um, go. You're like, okay, there are rules to this place. I just have to go this way. I go that way. Fuck. But here's what you see. You see Kurt running at you, gold dagger in hand with the blue gems inlaid on it. And then right behind him, you see bow tie <laughs> holding hands weapons out running right behind him a hammer made out of a stick and a pillow i'm into it <laughs> i'm like oh yeah that's cool by the way that pillow is like a fucking cement i'm like, like yeah i've never seen it before she's always sleeping during class but that's cool kurt kurt like turns he sees you and he's like i'm gonna fucking kill you and then he turns and he looks and he's like well i guess i'm killing a few people today let's do this i pull out my my blade the soul of ice yeah, let's do this, you fucking bastard. And that's when the fire sword manifests in my other hand. Two swords? Yeah. Ice and fire. And I got the backpack on my back. Yes. That shitty string backpack. 
That backpack is a little damaged from how you cut it away, but you're able to still get it on your back. You roll some ones. We might have some drama here. Yeah, we might. Let's go. Now you see the flames flickering in my eyes as the blade manifests in my hand. It stutters and stops for a second, but eventually it stabilizes. I'm like, thank God. Under my breath. Oh yeah, you got you got like a little Kylo Ren. Yeah. <laughs> little it's not the first time I've manifested the blade, but it doesn't always stick around. It's problematic at times. It kind of stutters in and stutters out. So as we get a, like a better look at Kurt here, right? Kurt's got like a really square jaw. He's smoothly shaved. He has a very intense look. Like even his resting face, he just looks mad all the time. He's got short hair, reasonably cut. He was wearing a coat, but that actually fell off during his run. And he's just got on a pair of slacks and a nice t-shirt and shoes. And he's got the gold dagger in his hand. I don't know what your problem is, man, but that shit is mine. Yeah, that's my girlfriend. Oh, you must be Silas. Yeah, you must be Kurt. The two of you are squaring off. I heard about you from Samia. Yeah, you know what the difference between you and me is? When my girlfriend's in trouble, I actually defend her. And she defends me. <laughs> what can I say? Girls are like money. Easy come, easy go. Oh, I attack him. I don't even bother talking to this guy anymore. <laughs> Fuck him. Are we in a duel here? Yeah, we're in a duel. All right. Screw this guy. Geek and Veil for sure. Uh, 14. Good roll. Uh, I got, also got a 14, which we don't have ties for this, so uh, roll again. I got a um, 10. Uh, I got an 11. There you go. Uh, I'll go first. I'm going to use Geek. I'm going to use uh, Veil. I'm going to use Son of a Flameworth to fight, except I'm going to turn that down to a D4, as I am not taking this as seriously as I could, because I am fighting on the defensive to see what his deal is first, so I get a plot point. All right. Plot point. Oh, plot point. see you building up plot points. I got here. five of them now. Oh, jeez. <clears throat> got to watch this guy. I got a four with a one, so you can buy that one if you want. A four? Yeah, because I only rolled three dice. Well, I'm definitely rolling. Cause yeah, I, I believe I can. It, it's a duel, I, so I believe I can. I believe I can exceed your four. Mm -hmm. I got a one, so I didn't buy your one. You have an eleven with a D four effect die. Yes. You don't want to buy my one? Um, because you can now. You can always do it before I roll the dice. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna buy it. You're getting emotional here. I Please you, give me more plot points. You are a D six emotional. Holy, look at that stack of plot points. Okay, it's a beautiful thing. Game the game, man. That's what it's for. All right. I am getting emotional. That is true. All right. Because we rolled dice, we get mana dice. Yeah, you dice, get a right? mana pool die. I took a D6, by the way. Okay. And I'm taking a D6 as uh, well. It is my turn again. The difficulty is an 11. I'm going to, of course, go after that because there's no reason I shouldn't at this point. We're going to go Geek. We're going to go Veil. Once again, we're going to go Son of a Flameworth. It's a magical night. We're going to go It's a magical night. Thank you. And your difficulty is an 11 with a D4 effect die. Yeah. I'm an 11 D4 effect. I'm sitting on, eight, on four dice. I'll roll these. That's okay. fine. Uh, I got a 12 with a D8. Ooh, look at you. Uh, I think I can take a 12, especially now that you're emotional. Yeah, you get your extra D6 for that. That was gross. You got a 16. I, I got 16. I got another one. I'm going to buy your one by channeling the thoughts of Mesame, who told me that it's not worth being angry. Buy, buy down that emotional? Buy it away, yeah. Turn it into something that is more about passion and about focus. Yeah, Mesame, you hear Mesame say to you, because you're now, both parts of her essence are actually on you. Mm -hmm. So you hear her. She's like, still, passion, you're not an inferno. You are a torch. Focus. So you got a 16 with a D6? Yeah, 16 with a D6. I got a, I got a, I have a D8 effect die right now. Mm -hmm. I know T and Bo are right there. 
I'm going to play defensive and end this exchange of the duel, Yep. which would give me a D4 stress, which will then just go into my arcane stress, which will just go away because when I roll with a D4, it'll just go away. Yeah. He gets a D6 of uh, mana pool die. Okay. Plus whatever he just got for, for rolling. All right. So I got a couple of mana dice. Here. I'm sitting on five mana pool dice right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. I might be setting up for something. Yeah. <laughs> so you trade blades. You slide apart from each other. He won the duel, so whenever it's his turn, he gets to choose what he wants to do. Um, he wants to continue the duel or yeah, he disengage. He hasn't gotten hurt yet, and you two are there. No, you fucked up a lot of stuff for him. I did. My girlfriend's in jail. You fucked up my prosperity chance for moving up in the worm. No, no. Fuck you, buddy. You don't get to step back. Step up, and he comes at you again. So let's roll. Do you want me to step in and suck him up a little before you come back in? It's not your turn. It's his do you want me to? Uh, it's up to you, man. You okay. should. You probably should. We should okay. probably beat the shit out of this guy together. Yeah. <laughs> Go, uh, we're rolling for the affiliation mage. The, yeah. Yep. Tissue goes first, right? Yep. Uh, I got a 15. Um, You go first. I got an eight. Uh, just do the thing that I've been doing. I got tons of plot points. I'm going to get more. I will go magical knight, geek, son of a flame worth, but I'll drop it down to a d4 because I'm baiting him. Okay. I'm going to pull a uh, d6 out of my arcane pool to help with this. As his magic makes his dagger shinier, and it's starting to, like, reflect light and be, like, a bit dazzling. Sure. You go... I go first. Oh, I got a plot point, by the way. I also got an like 11 with a D10 effect die. Hoovering up those fucking plot points. I'm going to feel like I'm going to be in trouble in a moment. I hope so. I think I can be an 11. Okay. Feeling confident. I can. I get a 19, but I also picked up another one. That's yours if you want it. I've got a D6 effect it'll, die. Yeah, a 19. it'll be a D8 because you beat, beat my thing. Buy more than that. Oh, I'm sorry. I need to roll a D, another D4 for my, uh, my oh, arcane yeah, yeah, stress because yeah. then it'll go away. I got a four on that die. It's fine. But I still get to get rid of it. Um, A 19 to my 11, huh? With a one? Yeah. I'm going to buy your one. Yeah, what do you want? I'm going to put overconfident on him. D6. Yeah, he's feeling it. I'm going to bump up my D8 mana pool die to a D10. He says to you, you know what? He's like, Samia's right. You are really not that much of a threat. You only think that because I've been sucking you into this. You realize I'm the son of a Flameworth. By the way, that puts a D8 trait on the table. Son of a Flameworth. I just get to do that if it matters. Oh, is that your... That's, um, my, that's my special effect. Oh, I, feel, I could drop my father's name to add a D8 trait, son of a Flameworth. If he doesn't care about it, then that's fine. But if he's scared of no, that... No, no. I mean, I, I, think any, I think anybody who's reasonably in this community is... So that just aware. drops the trait D8 Flameworth on the table. Okay. I'm going to go full on magic here. I'm going to reduce my veil die to a D4 to step up my magic die to a D10 because I'm about to start using my, uh, my very magical double swordy powers in a second. I'm going to spend a plot point as I attack to extend the burning blade as part of an attack action. This allows me to reroll any mana dice I've added to the roll and take the better of them. Mm. I'm going to spend a D10 mana die into this pool. <laughs> I feel like somebody's been waiting for this moment. I know how to play this game. Uh-huh. I can use my D10 jock. Little does Kurt know that he walked into the wrong fight tonight. He brought a knife to a sword fight. He really did. That's kind of a mistake, if you ask me. He just tapped a keg of whoop-ass. That song from Kill Bill, The Fight in the Snow, western-esque song is all I can hear right now. Oh, you're going to be fine, because I rolled pretty trash. Oh, no, it's, no, it's pretty trash so far, but... You got a 19, you said? 19. Oh, I, I just took a big, big blast, actually. I will disperse the soul of ice as I'm fighting, too, to re-roll any one of my dice. Okay. Well, that's better. I did a lot of shit there. 
It's yes. a lot of special effects that I just burned through sure. <laughs> and whatnot. I can't add a mana pool die to my die pool this round. Okay. Because of me dispersing the soul of ice as part of the uh, the attack action. I only got a 17, which I don't win, but I will use my D10 effect die to make sure that your D6 effect die goes back down to a D4. Done. So I have a D4 stress. I'm going to narrate what happened now. Sure. So it actually makes sense. Thank you. So he comes at me with this dagger, right? That's sparkling and whatnot. Yeah. The first thing I do is I disperse the Soul of Ice as like a defense tactic. The light reflecting off the Soul of Ice, which glitters all over the place, actually helps in blinding me some more. So I actually flinch back as I stick my uh, main gouge forward uh, and it extends like out like a good like three feet at him. But it's not quite stable yet, so it just flares in a weird way, kind of missing him as it goes along. And he steps in and uh, he scratches once again at my arcane shield with his dagger, doing D4 stress to me, which isn't a ton. But he has won the duel, which means he gets a D6 to his mana pool, and I have a D4 arcane stress. He won the duel, so he can stick in the duel with me if you want him to. He still sticks in. He's not hurt. Erlis is not present yet. Nope. And he's still holding out okay. And, so And that was his turn. Yes, that's his turn. So now if T wants to, he can jump into the duel. This is your fight. No, you, you should jump into the duel. Okay. <clears throat> I need a second. Then T will step in. Do, do I have to spend a pop point to do that? Or yes, just... you do, because he stuck, he stuck with the duel. Okay. T steps in. Okay. All right, I got an 18. I got a 7. Okay, so I'm definitely going first. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to set. He comes at you, and he's like, the whole prom committee's coming after me. That's going to be a 15. I've only got one plot point left, so... Um, you want to give yourself another one? I'm going to do that. I'm going to draw. I'm going to give myself another one. Take this down to a D4. You do got to get a 15 to win this part of the fight. Yeah, unless, unless you don't care. I do, I'm really just distracting. I'm just distracting. I'm trying to buy you some time. Fair. I'm supposed to be in there to suck up some, to suck up some hits while you can get yourself adjusted. <clears throat> I turned to Bo. Don't worry, I got this. You can do it. Come on. Uh, not even close. I've got an eight with a D12 effect die. Okay. Uh, so that turns, so you have a D10 effect die? I do. That'll turn that up to a D12 effect die. Fortunately, he's got a D12 effect die, so it turns it back down to a 10. To a 10. Yeah. Which so pops his arcane shield. Pop, your arcane shield got popped. You got a D10 mana pool die. Mm -hmm. okay. And you won the duel, so you can choose to stay in the duel if you want. And it's either Bo's turn or my turn in this particular fight, unless you want to go somewhere else. At this point, he's now really feeling pretty confident about uh -huh. this thing. He's like, Seriously, I, how is it that you guys ruined all of this and still are this hapless? It's because we're not even trying yet. Gunny, I'm not even going to have you make a roll for this part. You catch up to Erlis. She is walking down the hallway. You know this because you can see your breath and the hallway is freezing. Like she's, the walls are she's freezing. She's not hurrying. She's just walking with purpose, right? Glacial. She's not yeah. going that slow. She is walking with purpose down the hallway, and she turns and looks at you, and she's like, who are you? Henrik Gunderson, son of the Winter Wind. She raises her eyebrow. You don't remember me. No, I don't. <laughs> Winter Wind? Your father? Uh-huh. I know him. What are you doing? I'm going to help my friend Silas. Well, then you and I both have that in common. Well, there you go. Let's go whoop somebody's ass. You're much more agreeable than Silas is about this. You know I don't that, know what to say to that. You know that boy took my daughter's soul. No, no, no. She gave it to him. Not Silas. Oh, that boy. Yes. That boy, Kurt Bennett. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm well aware. Hopefully he's already laying on the ground in a pool of his own blood going, please stop. I really do like you. 
I'm a little amped up right now, so maybe this isn't, like, normal, but... My fear is that he isn't. My fear is that Silas has showed him some sort of mercy. Oh, that's not happening. Trust me. form of justice. We're not here for justice. We're here for vengeance. And that's it for this week's episode of Children of the Shroud. Tune in in two weeks to see what happens with Kurt and Silas, to see if Bowtie can help Silas get Mesame's essence back, to see if Mesame is reconstituted, and to see what happens with Erlis. But until then, we now present to you our stars and wishes from this session. Wrapping up for the evening, let's do some stars and wishes. Oh, yeah. It was uh, fun to see Erlis in her full terror. doom. This is my first experience with Erlis. In, a, in one of your guys' games. It was interesting to actually see her show up in her full terror. But that was just neat to see. This is kind of my first experience with Erlis and to see why people are terrified of her. She's scary. She's mm-hmm. scary. Oh, I, got a, I got a big star for Phil doing the whole uh, pyramid scheme guy. Oh my God. That was funny. <laughs> I got a big star for Phil, like basically seeing the fact that they're trying to create a new elemental style of magic having to do with dragon or prosperity because it doesn't exist yet and that's what, what he keeps hinting at I have no idea if that's true and Phil will just probably not say anything but it feels like that's where they're going with this mm-hmm. this awakening because mm-hmm. come yeah. on it's the awakening yeah mm-hmm. there have been a few hints in his speech there were mm-hmm. hasn't been tried in a hundred years I got big stars for bow tie that's good <laughs> I like that bow tie is great those are most of my stars I will give a star for Silas performing take the money and run like the grab the (laughs) bag and just haul ass off you could have confronted him you could have had a big anime showdown like you you've stole my girlfriend's essence but you were like fuck it run just like grab there's a big distraction right now i'm just going to bail my goal isn't to confront him my goal is to save mess i love i loved it i just i thought it was great you were just like i gotta go silas stayed on point the entire time he knew what he was here for and he focused on it and stayed with it that is a goal that is the only goal that is that is actually our only like goal yeah. at the moment like i'm sure we'll have yep. one later about stopping these actual prosperity mages but i'm pretty sure that has a lot more to do with the undercover gunny's dad thing and and my dad and whatnot so you know <clears throat> it's all leading towards that because good storytelling leads towards things i will give a star to gunny and Erlis walking down the hall that was good down the hallway <laughs> that was funny i also liked gunny with uh Cassifel. Yeah, <laughs> Gunny talking to anybody that he's not romantically possibly inclined towards is way better than Gunny talking to anybody he's romantically inclined towards. What else? I liked how everything went down. I liked how T chased down Silas, knowing Gunny was in trouble. Was like, oh fuck! Like I got to go back. My boy. I love you that. Did the right thing. Yeah. I love yeah. that. That was the that was the primary oh, no, goal. That, yeah, yeah. I strayed from the primary goal because I got distracted by the the worm tattoo. Yeah, that's fine. You were supposed and that to. was yes, exactly. Yeah. I wasn't sure what your plan was if you're going to try to stay undercover or whatnot. I wasn't sure either. There were some openings you could have taken. Yeah, I, I was kind of playing that one by ear, and that felt like the right time to, it's to, fine. to drop cover. But I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. I will say this without giving anything away. There is benefit that that guy is held and the veil is coming. Yeah. Like, there will definitely... Yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, there will, definitely, there will definitely be... Hoping there's um, some answers there. Wish, wish. I am also very much looking forward to having a conversation with Erlis about my dad. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's the thing. I mean, you're the son of the winter wind. Do you think she doesn't know who that is? I would think, yes. Yes. The fact that I don't remember her, though, that annoys me a little. I don't know. Maybe you never met her. Adult mages are assholes. Yes, they are. (laughs) To be clear, adult mages are terrible. 
You also don't know Not what all that way. means. There's, no, I don't. I mean, but may, after after the other thing comes out, then I'm going to have a pretty good idea what that means. I mean, yeah. well, it could or it couldn't. It, it, it could or it couldn't. It could very well mean something like you the know, other thing being the mind wipe. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. But it could also be something as simple it as could like, be, I was two. Yeah. I was. You know, I was there when you were born. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You used to call me Auntie Erlis, you know, whatever. <laughs> that would be terrifying. I too. have a question. I'm going to ask it on the mics because this is exactly how we play our games. I would like to know, intention-wise, Silas, do you need to defeat Kurt by attrition of stress? Not really. Okay. Although I might. I'm not saying it won't happen. I'm just asking because the setup that is currently in place is that you are fighting Kurt, and Erlis is approaching. I know. Okay. When Erlis shows up, there could be a very different scene. It's yes. fine. Okay. I just wanted to make sure, because if, if you were like, no, as a player, I want to kick this guy's ass more than anything in this campaign, I'm fine to, uh, what you call it? Which is, which is why T stayed out of the, out of the duel. If, if this was something yep. Silas had to do, T has no problem stepping back and letting his friend beat the crap out of this guy. Story three, Silas, is a yes. Story four, Silas, is a... Not necessarily. Like, I don't need to crush him. I need to save Mesame. Okay, perfect, 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 perfect. Okay, good. I just wanted to know because there are a couple ways this next, like, the rest of that scene <laughs> goes. I'm okay with that. Although, there might be a, an instance where I have to defend Kurt from Erlis. I mean, there's a Yeah, that, the question of vengeance over justice is going to come up. Yeah, yes. which is actually the more interesting conversation anyway. Yes, then it is. That becomes... And we're good. Okay, we're all on... Then That becomes interesting. I can confidently say we are on, we are on the correct path. <laughs> good yes. times, good times. All right, that's some, that's some quality stars and wishes there. Anybody else any more? That was fun. I, I'm actually a little sweaty. I like a little adrenaline I, I, stuff. Yeah, I, I had a good heart pump yeah. going on there. I'm looking forward to the... We suddenly realize what happened with Vic. <laughs> but Vic did to us. That's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah that's a good thing. old Victor. That's my dad. Yep. Oh, that. Yeah, for listeners, that's coming soon. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Misdirected Mark Plays. Now let's do some Patreon shoutouts before we get out of here. Let's start with the Royal Court, the Polish Ogre, who's our very own Polish Ogre, Lars Henrik Evjan, the Lord Out of Time, Jim, the Royal Merchant Emeritus, Chromatic Chameleon, the Queen's Spy Mistress, JT Evans, the Queen's Librarian, Schmitty, the Keeper of the Labyrinth, Andrew Dacey, the Warden of Whiskies, John Carney, the Court Necromancer, Craig, the Lord of One Name, Tiberius Starcrash Smith, the Baron of Britannia, Eric Bontz, the Weregator, Kevin Lovecraft, the Royal Beard. Now we have some other patrons who are about to get their shout out. John, Chris Constantine, Miko Froelich, Eric Simon, Athelus, Not That Billy Mitchell, Fiona, Kathleen Halperin, Christopher Gamelk, Michael Beck Esperum, Joseph Knoll, Carlos Heptilemma, Michael Draper, Alice Kira, Jim Fitzpatrick, Brentley Harris, Steve Radabaugh, Rory McLeod, Ninjabi, Richard Wyatt, Joseph Peralta, Brian Kurtz, My Brett, not My Brett, but somebody's Brett, Chris Steele, Jared Rasher, The Deliverator, He Belongs to an Elite Order, a Hallowed Subcategory, Bridget Kubanu, Eileen Barnes, and Brandon Barnes. Thank you so much for being our patrons. If you'd like more content like this, you can check it out at misdirectedmark.com. If you are interested in supporting this show and other shows on Misdirected Mark Productions, you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com mmp. You can get a whole bunch of stuff there, including extra bonus podcast episodes, material concerning this game, The Children of the Shroud. That includes character sheets, our game rules, some of our setting stuff, and Phil's thoughts from behind the screen. 
If that's not your thing, you can check out a bunch of other podcasts on misdirectedmark.com. There's Pandas Talking Games with Phil and Senda. They talk about a whole bunch of games, so it's like card talk for your role-playing game. You can go check out the Gnomecast, where a bunch of gnomes get together to try to avoid being thrown into the stew by giving quality game mastering advice. Or you can listen to Thaco with Advantage, where Ange and Jared talk about D&D. They're going to talk about it anyway, so they might as well record it. Thank you for joining us. This has been a Misdirected Mark production, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Mic drop, we out.